0: welcome ladies and gentlemen to a new story archive series covering hard knocks miami dolphins edition i'm your host mario busto and we're back i'm excited to spearhead this one this is a little bit different from the channel usually we're only talking about tv shows and films that are not based on uh like active documentaries but uh I've been rooting for a crappy football team my entire life. A horrible football product. My only uh, memory of our city's most iconic player from this franchise, my only memory of it was being a youngin watching him get slaughtered by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm joined by a good friend of mine and first-time guest on this series and probably going to be joining throughout as we talk about Hard and React as giddy little fanboys, as Dolphin fanatics, here's Chris Romero. Welcome to the show, Chris.
1: Hey, Morrow, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, I, too, have been rooting for a team that has been constantly breaking my heart. Ups and downs, but we're going strong. We're going strong.
0: (laughs) Hey, man. And look, I had mixed feelings about going into this. For those who don't know, right? Because most of the people who are into... Story Archives podcast, we talk about a lot of sci-fi shows, a lot of that kind of stuff. We've talked about shows like Silo. Uh, We did Peaky Blinders. That's not sci-fi, but uh, Last of Us, Foundation, lots of shows. We're going through For All Mankind and Monarch Legacy of Monsters right now. But last week, I was just on the couch. I was looking at trailers. I think I was watching Thursday Night Football, and I saw the ad again for the Miami Dolphins Hard Knocks. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm the host of a show. That talks about tv shows my football team's good for the first time in my life i mean we've been in the playoffs like the last two years as well but yeah. we're for real good like we're contenders this year good
1: we're we're becoming media it's a media frenzy now
0: yeah i know i'd say we're at the top of the food chain when it comes to media coverage for good and yeah. bad at this point point. and hard knocks is the most iconic show so for those of you who are newbies out there to the hard knocks world nfl films combines with hbo and they produce every year. They select one team to cover for the NFL season. And this year's special because this is the first time they've ever covered a team at the mid-season mark. So this series is not starting from the beginning of the NFL season; it's starting from Week Eight onward. Right? We're in Week Eight, yep. or we started in Week Eight with the Raiders. We were game?
1: in Week Eight, so this was the this was going into it. So that's when it was announced. So it's exciting. It's an, it's an exciting time. To be a dolphin fan obviously you know it's it's an exciting time so though for them to say all right guys now at your most exciting time we're gonna put cameras in and this might mm-hmm. be the yeah. worst thing for your season
0: let me tell you something i had mixed feelings of course i'm gonna watch it's it's must see tv absolutely for football fan and dolphin fans alike because our team is fun we're loaded with superstars uh and we're loaded with iconic Fun personalities that you want to cheer for. Or at least you want to see on screen, you know. Uh, and the first episode kind of sets up who our main characters are going to be. I mean, it might rotate throughout the season as new storylines develop. But one of the things I was kind of a little nervous about as I watched this, and maybe kick, we'll kick, we'll talk about that later in, in the series about like the implications of being the hard knocks uh, front and yeah. center as the targets on our back. We're we're at, the Dolphins are atop the AFC East right now, so mm-hmm. we are, I think we're we're two games up on Buffalo. And um, hopefully keeping that and extending that, because Buffalo has a ridiculously tough schedule. If you want to pull it up, you can, Chris, on your end, so we can talk through it a little bit. But I know like their next five or six games are really difficult, and uh, we just got past our really difficult portion of our schedule, and we're heading into uh, we're, heading, we're heading into the Jets. On yeah, Friday. I mean, we,
1: we play in a, in, a, in a Black Friday game. Mm-hmm. So Black Friday game after Thanksgiving, I think it's the I think it's the first ever Black Friday. First,
0: game. Yeah, we're doing a lot of first first midseason yeah. Hard Knocks team, and now first Black Friday uh, game ever. Us. Well, picking I mean, up, the NFL is obviously picking us, right? We're we're being hand selected by the NFL to lead these these efforts. Why? Because we're hot, you know. We're hot. I mean they they chose the Jets, and the Jets were a dud because Rogers blew out his Achilles in the opening night. So that yeah was just a flop. Look, look, think about all the Sunday night games we've had this year that have just been absolute duds because the due Jet- to
1: injuries, yeah.
0: Yeah, cuz they were supposed to be really fun to watch. that like, with that defense with, you know, with Garrett and um and with Rodgers with something to prove after Green Bay pretty much drafted his replacement and uh didn't leave him much of a choice, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like I like where we're at. I mean, I feel like we get the Jets this Friday. We get a little bit easy with Commanders, uh, Titans, Jets again, and then we really finish the season with, like, all right, that playoff. Yeah, we go, then-
0: we go through the gauntlet at the end, but if yeah. you compare our next four games with the Bills' next three or four games, that's oh, really no, what bro. I want you to get. The The Bills, I think, have the Eagles, the Chiefs coming up, and I believe they have the Cowboys coming up as well.
1: Yeah, um, they do.
0: And the Ravens. So, if they didn't already play the Ravens, but –
1: yeah, they get Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, and then they finish against us. Yeah,
0: that's a tough way to that's end the season. That's what it was. That's a tough way to end the season. So they've lost some gimmies, but there is no gimme in this parody-driven NFL at this point. So we're going to do a little bit of this as we, as we do this show, right? We're going to be talking about what we saw on screen today. We're going to be doing a little bit of uh, riffing uh, sports-wise, but let's get into the episode a bit now. They set us up with our key main characters, and our key main characters, Chris, we got to lead coach. with Cheetah. No, we led with Cheetah. Oh, well, oh, yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah, we did We really lead with Cheetah. I mean, I liked what I was saying about the head coaches. I liked his intro. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. His, his intro, intro speech. Yeah, but you're right. It did, it did open up straight up Tyreek Hill.
0: Yeah, we start with the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, who's on pace to break the 2,000-yard passing record. He's coming back refreshed, rejuvenated, newly married to his two-year fiance who unfortunately got some nachos dropped on her head in this episode (laughs) i got that as a note i said no way yeah and i I, didn't
1: know what to do i
0: felt bad for her and i felt so bad for that guy because he had probably no idea that hard knocks was filming and that he was going to be the focal point oh Uh, man also shout out to our our friend uh jesse who uh had a (laughs) had a cousin who showed up to the dolphins game all right so jesse was supposed to get some sweet seats and instead
1: um, his cousin's in, on hard knocks
0: instead his cousin got them and he was kind of just letting us know like not only did i not go to the dolphins game <laughs> but my cousin is on hard knocks which just is the cherry constant on top. reminder yeah so we start off with reek here he's he's refreshed he said he recently he's el- eliminated a lot of distractions from his life i think he said he got rid of drinking yeah. uh i think or like the partying maybe it wasn't drinking but i think it was like partying yeah um and I think he's just kind of eliminating it. He's he's definitely going business minded. I get made fun of for playing Fortnite all the time, and I was so glad that on the sideline when he had his hand messed up, that I can Fortnite. I can't play Fortnite. Damn.
1: <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, like like I, I like I love the fact that Tyreek in the Chiefs. Like everyone everyone knows who Tyreek is. The cheetah. Like everyone everyone knows who he is, what he stands for. But the fact that you open it up with. Yeah. But Tyreek is, this is not the same Tyreek. Yeah. This is family man. Tyreek is married now. Tyreek. He's, he's highest paid. He's, he, uh, he's, he has businesses. Mm -hmm. He's in real estate. He's building a, uh, a brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, I have football, which is my job, which I'm like, yeah, you're right. And he gives it 110% his job. And then you leave and you're like, I gotta be a dad. I gotta be a husband. I gotta be a businessman, which I'm like. Mm-hmm. That's a matured Tyreek.
0: I noticed also that you know, I'm paying attention to everything, right? When we start the coaches meeting, who's sitting in the front row? Tyreek Hill, right? And that's really the vocal leader, one of the vocal leaders of the team. Because Tua is a leader too. Let's let's not. Then we got food. leaders all over this team from Tua, Jalen Ramsey, Teron Armstead is a is a great leader in the O line team. I love that aspect of him, you know building that camaraderie with the O line, taking them out to O line dinners. I remember when we mm-hmm. brought him over from the saints, that was one of the things that he said right off the bat, like we're going to do like a weekly thing. And he was taking it upon himself to do that. Then you got two in the quarterback room wanted like really giddy to do the secret Santa and uh, white white elephant, yeah. you know? So it's fun, man. You, you got playing all his music. Elements. He hey, came
1: in. I don't know if you noticed he's played his music off his phone. And then the coach is like, Hey, you want to play that on the speakers? And he's like, yeah, yeah. We're playing this music on the speakers. Dude, so, everybody's really, Like, I love it. I love it,
0: dude. It's amazing to see Tua's refreshed mindset. Like, Reek has a refreshed mindset this year, though. Tua's yeah. coming in with the cornrows. It's like second half Tua. You know, we got durag rag Tua in there. Okay, got the skull cap, and we got comfortable Tua. Why? Because Mike McDaniel empowers his players. It's not like that cancerous organization we have with Brian Flores at the head of it, right? Which, by the way, yeah. like. Everybody talks about this who's honest about it. The Pat McAfee show really goes into <laughs> the whole Brian Flores situation. And coincidentally, I think Max Crosby, who's a f- focal point of this episode, who's like a villain in this oh, episode, yeah. but a respected villain. He's kind of mm-hmm. like, absolutely, you know, like an anime villain who's OP and actually has a good background. But <laughs> yeah. I think Max Crosby had an interview recently. Yeah. That he said he was interviewed by the Dolphins as a rookie
1: mm-hmm. when
0: Brian Flores was here. And he called his agent and said, please, God, I don't want to go to the Dolphins. Like, it was a horrible experience being interviewed by the Dolphins.
1: Not only that, he said, tell them don't draft me. Oh, wow. I didn't know that part. He said, yeah. He said, tell them I don't want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. And and obviously, he didn't
0: name names, but we knew. We know what the situation We, we know. We've heard things. And you, t- you fact-checked me because you're a fanatic when it comes to all this stuff and staying on the know. I heard that Flores was doing sting operation steroid test on tua like seek substance I heard that was a rumor I don't know if that's true or not but I heard that that was a rumor Girl, that he was, like I feel, targeted persecution there
1: I feel like um I mean everything everything we're gonna hear is it, especially when it came to Flores and tua's relationship everything is is like we he said she said or this is what we heard
0: it's true yeah it's, it it's you know? not substantiated at all we have no idea but we'll, we'll say this like when we watched when i watched Tua in those years it was a different tua first and foremost Absolutely. tua came out of bama one of the most highly touted prospects in the history of college football so mm-hmm. having his confidence i mean what was what's one of the big storylines of last year was tua's confidence even leading into this year mike mcdaniel created this giant i mean to the point where i got sick of hearing the story because I yeah was right, right.
1: The 900 play. Yeah, because it's like, YouTube all right, video.
0: we get it To Everybody's had a bad coach, a bad manager, yeah, a bad, yeah. you know, which by the way, Flores did his good too. He drafted some great defensive players that we are still benefiting from till this day. Is, he was
1: a great defensive, great coach. Defense, we, great we defensive
0: coach. It was just the culture was not what yeah. we saw in this episode, at least from the outside looking in South Florida wasn't like getting up and ready, like and excited for this football team, because this is a football town. People make yeah. fun of uh, the Miami heat fans, right? which yep. I'm a diehard heat fan myself and that fans don't show up on time but Miami dolphin fans this has always been a football city from the U to the dolphins and that's the way it is I mean we're the pipeline of talent too going to the SEC going to the big schools like we are the the true
1: like yeah we're we're becoming that sports yeah. town like yeah. it, we had that but now it's becoming like all right like we're getting all these news. It, like you said, like, you know, obviously we have the Jimmy Butler, that what he did last year, you know, it's it, it, like South Florida. Is it? South Florida? I call it be.
0: the Miami Renaissance, man. The Miami. Yeah,
1: South Florida is the way you go. But to go. But to go back to your point about the McDaniel thing and the floor is like, yeah, we, we saw this transformation, which I want to bring this up because I was also on my note was um because I was also entering when we got into the quarterback room. I I got a shout out. Daryl Bevel, man. Daryl Bevel is a quarterback's coach yes, and the passing yeah. game coordinator who we almost lost last year. I don't know if you knew that. He was about to take a coordinator position. He was yeah. about to get promoted, what, what but he, he said no.
0: I know he had an OC oh, offering. We, we don't have to get that. Uh, you. We'll, ca- we'll you caught it. me
1: on that one, but I do know. I do know he was going to get it, and I and I thought we were going to lose him, bro. And I mm-hmm. and I remember telling you, I was like, guys, we can't lose him mm-hmm. because this is the guy. Which yeah, we want to give him McDaniel the credit, which 100. But McDaniel was the one who brought Bevel. Daryl Bevel is in this quarterback room, and he's been. On to the audience Tua,
0: for the audience listening in who may not know who he is, is he the guy who's in the quarterback room in this episode? Asking
1: him about his corn.
0: Yeah, exactly. Asking about his corn, he said, Hey man, what'd you get? Okay. Like if you
1: see if you see him, if you see Tua, who do you see with him? Daryl Bevel. Darryl Bevel. Yeah, seems Bevel. He's to be. there. He's yeah. there everywhere. And he's telling him, like, this is this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Yeah. So I believe that the Tua transformation that we've seen in the last two years largely do with Daryl Bevel. So it was awesome to see that that he was there. He was always with him. So we oh, we always heard that it was always reported yeah. like oh yeah Daryl then you hear him speak, but when you saw Tua, you saw Daryl. You saw Daryl. You saw
0: Tua. You know, a shout out to another coach in this episode who, what was the name of the coach who gave that epic speech and the Vince Lombardi? Linebackers, linebackers coach. Linebackers coach. Oh, man, I didn't catch his can you, name. Can you Google that? In the, in yeah, let me look need it up real the, quick. He delivers such a speech, and he has his badass New York accent. He's got to be Good fellas,
1: York. bro. Yeah, straight up.
0: It, it kind of lined up with the philosophy that everybody's talking about, right? Like Reek's talking about, I got to take care of business as a family man, as a father, as, you know, as a husband, as a, you know, as a businessman, his ventures. And this guy's saying, when you go out there, your number one job is to honor those who are in your life and with the effort that you put out on the field. And Love that it. was, it was an epic the Lombardi
1: experience. quote, the Lombardi the quote, Anthony, Ca- Anthony Campanelli. 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 Are you sure
0: that was him delivering that speech?
1: It's, yeah, Campanelli. Let me let me look that up. Anthony, let me... it look it look and you hear that last name, Campanelli. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's, that's him. Either. That's him. Okay, yeah, you know what Campanelli. it was that
0: threw me off? Is that there was another coach that they listed right before that? And that's not the name they showed. But uh nonetheless, that is Anthony Campanelli, like Chris is saying there. It's I want to say another breakers thing. coach. I yeah. want to say I'm so glad that they put Steve Ross in this episode because he got so criticized for being a bad owner. Let me tell you, Steve Ross has been a great Miami Dolphins owner, even before the fruits of his labor started to come to to fruition, because it's very difficult to reach, to actually get a franchise that has been struggling for what, two plus decades off the ground to bring the right people in. Well, what we all hope as Miami fans down here is that Mike McDaniel is our football equivalent of Eric Spolstra, which at certain points in this episode, when he was talking about the players and what the the duty that a coach has to his players, it sounded so much like spolstra, even in the, in the way that these guys go about the game in a different way. Like you could tell these guys are into philosophy. If you watch the Mike McDaniel special recently, I mean, he has like, he's very much a stoic. He has like his mm-hmm. daily stoic on his desk, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I'm it. glad that he set the tone right out the gate and saying, Hey, look, this is a major distraction. Being famous is a burden. Being successful is a burden. Why? Because more people, more is asked of you. More attention is on you, right? One of the big uh, storylines that they didn't cover in this episode, but they probably will cover in future episodes, is the fact that the Dolphins haven't truly beaten a contender, right? Mm -hmm. We haven't beaten a Chiefs or an Eagles. That's one of the narratives. The other narrative that I'm glad they mentioned, and I wasn't surprised that the first negative narrative we got about the team, two was on screen, right? And what's that narrative? It's the take away the first read. If you take away the us quick in the pocket, fastest to release the ball. Yes, that's a thing where for quarterbacks no. who do make quick mm. quick decisions and you take away their first read, it can affect some. But we've seen Tua plenty. Get past his first read, go through his progression, and get over that. It, that's a narrative that's lazy.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Uh,
0: But I'm glad they brought it up in this episode because it's something that he's going to have to beat to a pulp for people to mm-hmm. stop saying that about him and to stop saying that about the team.
1: Yeah, people, 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 when when they brought that up, I, I, I laughed. I when I looked at that, I was yeah. like, okay, a good there job it is. there good, is. Good, good research. Yeah, yeah good, good research, research on this. Um I mean like I said like we, we can we can go on about this but there is there's a stat out there that uh take away the first read and there's a there's a graph stat. People are really big on graph stats this this mm-hmm. uh this year and there's a graph stat that says that two is actually top 10 and take away your first read yeah. and, and, and be successful at it. And the bottom 10 is like Pat Mahomes, which I'll just main name drop right there. So, so it's like, all right, guys, like good job at bringing this up. But um, even though it was true, yes, it was true. It was something that he dealt with last year, but something about Tua, which if you want to bring something else that happened in the past, if you guys watched the Trent Dilfer special mm-hmm. with him and, and, and the quarterback, when when Tua was in high school, one thing about Tua is you tell him something wrong, like hey man, you, your your progressions are, are, are He's re- coachable. He's coachable, bro. He'll come back and be be the best person to go through his progressions, but which was you, great.
0: You know, the whole that starts at the top with the organization driving that through too, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. intuitive in Tua. And I think as the leader of the team you need that quality, right? It's like the Brady quality that he had of elevating a whole team, right? We're seeing it. We're seeing the absence of what Tom Brady does to the, you know, to the supposed greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, who's a great mm-hmm. coach, no doubt. But it just proves that you need everybody carrying their weight in their department. Absolutely. But McDaniel, I got to give him credit. He comes in as an unproven head coach, okay? He's unproven. He is working as an assistant to Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, Okay. First year exceeds expectations. People start raising their eyebrows, like, "Damn, we got something special here, right?" Mm-hmm. Second year, we get rid of our defensive coordinator. Okay, he which brings... I won't start on that, huh?
1: Which I won't even start on that. Right? Everyone knows of how not a fan of that, but I was a Boyer, but...
0: and we won't get too sporty yeah. or, or anything like that into it. But what I what I my point here is this: unproven head coach brings in the most desired defensive coordinator in the NFL. Okay, hired and non-hired. Okay, he's up there with anybody, right? He's the type of guy that if a head coach starts to struggle, the owner starts to raise his eyebrows and maybe talk to his his right-hand man and say, hey, what about Vic Fangio? Yeah. Do we elevate him to head coach position? McDaniel doesn't give a damn, bro. He he may have an ego and pride in his work, but he doesn't have an ego about success. Like, he is bringing in the best guy that he can possibly bring in. Yeah. And he's not concerned that this guy is more decorated more experienced than he is. He's doing what he does, and that guy will do what he's going to do. But yeah. We didn't see Vic at all in this episode. I hope we we'll see him later in the season yeah. because it'll be uh, – I just want to know more about the players. But nonetheless, kudos to McDaniel for kind of cultivating that culture of I'm not looking over my shoulder. I'm just doing the best I can do, and uh, that's it. We, we aim for the best result.
1: Yeah, McDaniel's a hard worker. He he, you can see especially where he he's watching film in the yeah. room where he's like watching film, and that and I, and I love that. And it's like this dark room, it's like yeah. a dark room, and he's just like, you know what? This is this is this is what he it is. This he he lives, breathes, eats football, and he's he's a genius mind. And I love, yeah, I love though the the uh the Max
0: Crosby spotlight i did i mean talk about if you're max crosby and you weren't because he didn't do an interview for this yeah. right no he didn't if you're max crosby you're like damn bro isn't he going into a free agency year too bro or he's,
1: i know uh i hope i like I, I hope. yeah yeah me too me too the way they were talking at the well, end of the game I'm Mac, like, i hope so yeah i hope so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh i loved it i loved that I love that Mike was like
0: he's a dog, man. This is
1: this is a dog. He is the best player possibly this year defensively, which yeah. I, I knew like I, not that I knew he was the best, but I knew he was a, he was a dog. Like I knew he was yeah. all pro season, but
0: I didn't know he was relentless like he yeah. is this yeah. year. It's and crazy. and and smart playing the mind games with the quarterback with the constant pushes, which brings me to McDaniel's ingenuity is a theme in this episode, right? He's he's seeing not just that Crosby is a nuisance to deal with right he's driving that home into his players from from the beginning of the week monday morning okay in practice he does a few things he has the guy in the yellow jersey the clone who is coming in as max crosby and always just messing with Tua, giving him a little shoulder shove a little push in the back Mm -hmm. pulling his jersey letting him know he's always there so that tua when he gets to sunday he can be mentally prepared for this guy who's always going to do that and Tua is hilarious, man. Because every time he gets pushed, he's like, "Hey, good, good hit, brother. Good, good brother. hit, brother. Get hey, good one. Hey, good hit, man. Good hit." Like he's like. Meanwhile, Reek scores a touchdown. Tua is thanking everybody on the sideline. Reek scores a touchdown. He's like, "I'm the best in the world. <laughs> I'm the best in the world." It's I the love greatest. it, bro. The that's everybody, the characters. Yeah, that's, every, that's everybody. They are. Yeah, everybody has their edge, man. Like you can see how Reek fires himself up too, um, which I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, McDaniel's ingenuity because. The little things he does in practice, I think other teams are just going to copy. What was the thing he did last year? I think I read a story that he had uh the receivers put on red contact lenses like in the during the daytime or something like that, so that they could see the ball more yes. like hi- highlighted a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh and then the camera onto his helmet. I that I don't know if we came up with that system, but if we did, everybody's copying that from now on. Cause I know that I was didn't a see, thing. I didn't
1: see anybody use it. Yeah. I, that was that was a thing that became a joke at one point. Remember when mm-hmm. they put the straight Polaroid? Yeah, remember that they were Polaroid it was Like it, yeah. they were just yeah. There was it was a it was a joke, but like that's a real thing.
0: Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. wanted
1: to see it. He's like, I want to see how you're looking at your progressions. Like, okay, who thinks gonna, like that?
0: And yeah. everyone's going to copy that now.
1: Yeah, I, I loved it. But going back to the Max Crosby thing, I think uh, that translated to perfection. Oh yeah, for the game. Oh yeah. Now, yes, the offense. Had a tough game, and we'll talk about that later of how how it ended because I, I want to bring I want to highlight something at the end, but the Max Crosby thing that is like he saw that and he said we're going to practice this, yeah, and we're yeah. we're gonna and and what what happened? That exact thing happened, uh-huh. and Tua didn't get he didn't get bothered.
0: Which, shout out to the uh, offensive assistant who gave McDaniel the insight, the intel of he literally made a tape for him, right? That was this guy's Mm -hmm. job, which is the scene we're looking at on screen right now. Yeah. which is not going to be in this episode because we'll be copyrighted, claimed (laughs) to death by the NFL. But he says, hey, somebody came up to me from the offensive, uh, from the QB room and put together this tape of Crosby just doing stuff to the QB after the play, right? Letting him know he's there.
1: And he tells Chris Greer about it. Yes, and and Chris is like really. I missed
0: that. I missed that. That was actually Chris Greer. Yeah. By the way, really healthy relationship between operations and the coach, which is Mm -hmm. huge, huge, man. Um, I wanted to talk more about McDaniel. One thing I love about this team is that we have speed, and he uses it in our scheme. I was talking to my dad on Sunday when we were watching the game, and I said, "I feel like if this was a Joe Philbin team, which shout out Joe Philbin. I mean, no, no disrespect." But I feel like if at that time we brought in Tyreek Hill on that team, okay, which I don't even think he was active, but let's just say no, he existed yeah. at that point. What would be the routes that we'd be running for Tyreek Hill? I feel like it would be a ver- like a, just a straight, a vertical, every a, a streak, play. every single time or would, screen. Yeah. Take but, it to the house. Exactly. But in the Dolphins offense, it's. Use him as a decoy. Put him in motion. Have him go this way, that way. Line him up at the tight end slot. You know? Oh, I love it when that happens. It's just there's endless creativity with it. And Max Crosby, at the end of the game, what does he tell McDaniel? He says, you guys are the toughest people to play. You guys are the Respect. toughest team to play. Respect.
1: Respect, bro. And I feel like, um, you know, even with Max Crosby, because even in that game, he did get to Tua, you know, mm-hmm. a couple times, but the offensive line, and how Teron Armstead you know, obviously leads that 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 room mm-hmm. is—it's good to see that. Yeah, because we're you know there like it didn't explain it as much, but there was like three starters that were hurt, but they were there. Yep, Rob Hunt, Kendall Lamb, like yep. they were there. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's cool. It's like yeah, they're hurt, but we're still here, mm-hmm. and we're still gonna we're still gonna go to work. Yeah, you know we, we gotta do what we gotta do. So it was awesome. It was awesome to see that 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 happen. In real in real life, with like going through through practice with the yeah. clone, see him in real game day with uh, even Tyreek was like, man, Max really different. Like I didn't know yeah. he was that different. Yeah, bro. But it was it was cool. It was it was a really awesome thing to see.
0: Let's talk about a potentially negative thing that I I saw from this and that concerns me a little bit with the season moving forward. I pay attention to the Dolphins very closely. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had no idea Reek had injured his hand that severely in the game, okay? And when yeah. I watch this in the episode, the, my first thought is, it's Tuesday. The mm-hmm. other team has all week to know that our player has an injured whatever. Now, can the Dolphins use that to their advantage and supplant and plant fake storylines like can Reek lie about his hand, right? And they, they're targeting him for some reason? Yeah, we could do that for sure, right? All is fair and, and, you know, love and war. Yeah. Yeah. But it made me think like damn can we not air these episodes like a week after the fact but we're always going to have those storylines right like we're another team's going to you know the jets are watching this tonight absolutely right? the coaches that was the homework tonight watch the dolphins hard knocks
1: yeah go go, you, go go look at what's going on right now
0: see if you can pick up on anything
1: yeah i think know? i think um i remember watching a game and i thought Tyree his hand on the on the failed screen yes that we did
0: uh, so when we did that balance, play. Yeah.
1: yeah, when we did that play, I was like, "Oh,
0: why did we do that?" And now we heard our star player, and yeah. then we heard
1: exactly. But then you read, you're seeing it like, wait a minute, Reek was hurt like three plays ago, two yeah. three plays ago. Yeah, and, and and what what shocked me was he said, "I can't move it," and that, I'm
0: like, "Yeah," which he got inje- he got injected with something on the sideline, right,
1: bro? Well, the 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 coach, uh, I'm not sure which coach the it was or uh, that took him back. Yeah, he they did they did an X-ray. He's like, "It's not broken." Probably like sprained or whatever. He's like, I, I taped it up. He's oh, he taped it. Okay, yeah, he's like, I taped it up.
0: I couldn't understand what he was saying when he had him sitting down on the bench. I thought they cut him off when he said, Here, here's this. And I was like, I wonder, like, what that was. Obviously, it's no, perfectly no. within the rules. We know these guys have to get, yeah. have to get, uh, deal with the pain throughout the game, but it also shows that Reek is a dog, like, he plays through injury all the time. Okay, and despite him saying that he's also thinking about his life after football so mm-hmm. this guy's really always in the present man and also shout out to reek's mom i freaking love his mom like she's i a, loved it she's awesome like she's, she's a, a fan a, she's a star of the show I, yeah she kind of reminds fan. me of uh of my my dad's mom my grandma <laughs> like she's like she doesn't care she doesn't care about like that's her boy out there like she's yeah. there to the support, and she's gonna make it known and and, and she's hilarious bro she's kind of foul mouth too she's like Shit, I missed the play. Like, yeah, yeah. He's I like, love- I was getting a drink. Yeah, yeah, I love that, uh, man. He was like,
1: when she got upset at re-passing them, he's like, freak hes like, Yeah, he's going to come
0: over here later. Yeah, he's going to be the last she, one. He loves being the yeah. last one. Like, she's hilarious. I, I loved it.
1: I loved, good, I loved to see on, the relationship.
0: Good on NFL Films for micing her up, too. That was a that was a great oh, man, choice, right? right? Yeah, yeah, because they got to make those choices before the game. Obviously, they probably mic'd up more than we saw, and then they selected. Yeah, based for on Quick turnaround too, like they got to integrate all that Raiders footage, all of that. It's Tuesday. That game was literally two days ago.
1: Yeah, the shout out to to HBO. Like, yeah, uh, they, they, like we talked about earlier. Like uh, the way these guys edit <laughs> and and narrate their their Lee Schreiber, man. And, yeah.
0: It's so epic when you got like Lee Schreiber narrating your team. So good, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign me up. I it's knew at stuff. first we were a little apprehensive about being selected as the Hard Knocks team. It's almost like the Madden curse. But oh, yeah. uh there's not like a hard knocks curse, but it just feels like too soon for our team who like has, right now, who hasn't yeah. won the big one, who hasn't won the Super Bowl, or hasn't beaten a contender yet, right? Um getting play off a playoff win. win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To do this. But nonetheless, I'm all there for it, man. I'm I'm there on my couch at night. It's fun, yeah. man. It's, it's fine, like a, it's as if like I have you know schedule appointment TV watching like this isn't yeah we'll catch it like a day late like nah we're catching it Tuesday 9 p.m. it
1: yes. it, it was it was a good thing to see yeah. as a fan like me watching it and I'm yeah. like like I love this team like obviously like we're fans like I love yeah. this team especially for the last couple of years like McDaniel Reek Tua these are great things to happen as a fan like like right. these are the greatest things that can happen but then when you watch the work that they put in. Yep, like they they're in there working, bro. Like they're working, yep. they're getting
0: better. Just think about Tua's progression from year 1 to what is this, year 3, 4 for Tua, year 4. Year yeah. 4. I mean, the progression is insane and you still got Reek sticking to what he said when he came over here in free agency or not Say free agency again. in a trade. He said uh Tua is the most accurate QB in the league. And when you see some of these throws that Tua makes, it's it's insane. He made a throw th- on Sunday that he shouldn't have made. Okay, mm-hmm. it was towards the outside hash marks, and it was over the corner. To Tari- waddle, Tariq, or was it waddle? Was the Bro.
1: the pick you are talking about the interception? No, it, was, it wasn't a pick. Oh no, we're talking it, about different ones. It yeah. was
0: completed, but it was incomplete, out of bounds. Okay, he yeah, put yeah, yeah. That ball, literally, where it could have been. If it was a taller receiver, maybe there was a chance. But nonetheless, all right. I was a little surprised we didn't get any Jalen Ramsey like personal interviews. So I'm expecting. Jalen Ramsey and Christian Wilkins at at Mm. some point in this Christian Wilkins is too much of a character to not be featured in this one great moment yeah yeah one great moment in training camp yeah yeah,
1: I'm making my little bit he's like I'm sorry man I'm just I'm just getting ready for something yeah 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 (laughs) Christian Wilkins a character he's a leader he's uh he's playing for a contract so Mm -hmm. I want to see him speak obviously I want to see I want to see Javon Holland man I want to see Javon Holland speak Mm -hmm. next week uh He's our he's our captain. They call him the quarterback of our defense. Mm -hmm. I want to see him speak. I want to see Chubb and Jalen. You know,
0: Jalen is shredded, man. Holy crap!
1: He's key man.
0: That guy went to go pick up his cake. Oh yeah, the the cake. How funny was that cake reward?
1: I was confused. I was like, they all get
0: cakes. They literally all get cakes. And they even put the image of like the key play on the cake, which is amazing.
1: And then they asked McDaniel, like, "Hey, like, whose idea was that?" He goes. I don't know.
0: No, he gave the credit to another coach, which goes to show you this guy's like just, he, yeah, he just gives credit, man. Like, you know, he's a good dude, man. You can just tell McDaniel is, you see what you get with McDaniel. All these guys, it's like, what you see is what you get. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. we got any fake guys on this team, you know?
1: Yeah, we just saw an expansion of it, which was yeah. like great to see. It was like nothing fake. Like, it was like, oh, like, that's really how they are. Nope. They, you saw them joking around on Sundays. You see the mic'd up moments, the conference and, the quirkiness of our coach, yeah, that's it an all thing.
0: it confirmed everything. We even got McDaniel admitting that you know, I never kick when he said that to Reek when they went for oh, the field yeah. goal. He said, hey, man, you know, you I, know never, I never kick, you know, I never kick, which I'm, we're always like yelling at our TV. You know, my dad's like a broken record, he's like, you know, Don Trullo used to say, you always take the points, you know, and I'm, yeah, you know, not McDaniel, bro, not him. Not McDaniel. Even that when we went for the fourth down, we didn't go for it, but it was a hard count and we got the delayed game at the 50, yeah. Um. At that point, I wouldn't have been surprised if we hiked the ball because of the way we are, he said, just such a loose cannon, and that that works to your uh, favor when um, you're going up against the other team and they have no idea what you're going to do.
1: Yeah, it was it was good to see, it, like you know, going over of what like since you know what we're seeing on screen too is like the game was a game was a good game. Yeah, it, it, it was a hard fought game, ugly it was one, a game that are. Yeah, I was gonna say it was it was
0: ugly for the offense, but it was great for the yeah. defense. You yeah. know, we saw it, those two J picks. It showed we could win a game in the unconventional way for us, right? Which is not like a three touchdown lead. It's hard fought last series of the game. It's on the defense. Zach Sealer's there, prepared, prepping his guys, saying, "Hey, you know, we could be the heroes of the day." Yeah, here, you know, like let's win this
1: right now. Exactly. And it was great to see, and uh, and even towards the end of the game, like you saw, Tua was frustrated, mm-hmm. and. And he's like, guys, like I'm going to be better, mm-hmm. but you, you got us this this win. And it was good as a as a captain, as as a leader of the team. Like he he knows he knows when he's not playing well, or when when things are not rolling. Because even though if we say he's not playing well, the stats said differently. Like oh, yeah. he looked like he had a pretty good game, but um it was good to see you know and and McDaniel, you know, breaking down the game. Like guys, like this is what we do. Like, it, it was cool. It was cool to see, like, see, this is for real.
0: And seeing the owner in the locker room and Dan Marino, Dan Marino. in the locker room yeah. and Finkel in the locker room, he's he's key in the organization as well. He doesn't get any shine, really, but uh, he's pretty key in there, too. And just seeing, like, the unit, the unity in the locker room. Yeah. Doesn't, it, get, breaking. doesn't could, get broken. This could be the year, Chris. This could be the year.
1: I want a playoff win, bro. I just want a playoff win. I want a Super
0: Bowl. I want a Super Bowl.
1: I mean, I want a Super Bowl. Of course, we want a Super Bowl. But, like, could be
0: it. Could I feel like it. I'm
1: dreaming right now. Like, it, it is what it is. Like, let, let, let's see. But I'm excited to see, like, okay, so this Friday's game, it's a primetime game. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's against a rival. A Black oh, Friday game. Oh, give what me is HBO going to come up with? Yep. What's and HBO going to come up with? Mm-hmm what are they gonna be storylines this 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 week
0: yeah let's let's get into that what do you what do you expect going forward into not just this next episode but as the season progresses uh what storylines are you expecting to to see let's just say heading into this this jets week
1: i think in the jets week i think they're gonna point out a lot of where the defense is going i feel like this is gonna be a big defensive Mm -hmm. spotlight game i mean we said it earlier but like this week was like a more of introduction of like, okay, we know what it is. Tyreek McDaniel to that's it. That was really yeah. pretty much it. And the coaching, but all right, next week has to be defense. And I feel like we're going to see a lot more of, you know, the, what, what game plan we're going to really put against a rival. Like, all yeah. right, now we're playing right now. We're playing a backup quarterback. We got a brand new quarterback they're They're playing like, I want to see Fangio. I want to see, I want to see these guys really talk because Fangio was the big him and Jalen Ramsey was the big
0: signing, big splash yeah. in the offseason. season, big story. I want to. Fangio, him. Fangio made us sweat too for like saw, several weeks. You remember that? Yeah,
1: we didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm glad that it's becoming something. Yeah, but it, it was slow, and of course, we understand
0: Jalen wasn't I think playing. We just, I think we just live in that microwave society though. Like he's bringing in a new a new scheme. OK, he's got to train up his guys. He's getting used to the talent he has. It's, you know, turning around the ship, man. But I think going into this week, we're playing a great defense against the Jets. I'm expecting to see a highlight on Ramsey, right? Taking advantage of a young quarterback. I'm a assu- I mean, a backup quarterback. I'm assuming the mandate that the Jets are saying is you, wherever that guy is, you throw to the opposite side. OK, Like yeah. they're not targeting him at all. Similar to the real Revis back in the day.
1: Which is currently happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think we'll get Ramsey featured. I think it's going to be huge that we need to run against the Jets. So I think we'll see the running back room. We'll see Mostert, possibly the A-Chain story, who he went out, first play of the game, he runs, gets hurt again. Now, we don't know how severe it is or not, but a storyline with A-Chain and him popping off against the Jets would be sick this week because they got a sick defensive line. So we have to run against the Jets to keep them honest. Or same with like against the, what happened with the Bills, right? We we kind of abandoned the run against the Bills. It felt like, which I feel like was the only thing going right. We can run on the Bills at that like time, left and right. It feels like whenever we want. So I'm expecting some Moster Ramsey, um, eight, like the running back room in general, mm-hmm. and Wilkins. I can't I can't imagine Wilkins not being in, and he's probably seeing this first episode like, damn, I didn't make it at all into the first episode of Hard Knocks, yeah. like. You know, yeah.
1: and two Tua, was mic'd up too in that game. Like, the, he was the main one that yeah, was mic'd yeah. up yeah. for the yeah. team. So, yeah. I, it's like one of those
0: first weeks. Like, you just you have to talk about your bread and butter. They're, they're set in the stage, right? They're set in yeah. the stage. But, all right. Yeah. Stars of the show for you. Let Name your uh, highlight. Who was your favorite person to see on this episode?
1: Oh, man. It has to be Tyreek. Tyreek. It has to be Tyreek. Uh, having the game that he had, you know, when mm-hmm. we saw it, and then going through what he went through. Seen the family thing like and, and even afterwards at the end of the whole thing where his mom finally meets mm-hmm. the Steve owner when was like is he the owner like you're is funny. Saying, is he the owner? yeah like first time like that's yeah. the first time really so tyreek is different he is definitely if not the, the heart and soul the greatest acquisition that this team did
0: mm-hmm. possibly in this history
1: we'll see where he it proved- goes
0: Everybody's making it seem like it's obvious that he's succeeding right now. He, he's on pace to break two thousand yards. People thought he was going to come here and disappear. Okay, mm-hmm. they literally that thought was the he was going to come here and disappear. Then him and Tua connect, and now it's to Tua. Oh, but you got Tyreek. The narrative yeah. changes, and now the, if it's Tua can no longer, it's no longer Tua can't throw the deep ball. It's Tua gets rid of the ball too fast. You know. Take yeah. away his first progression. So, what's the next one going to be? So, it's laughable at this point. It's hilarious. I agree with you. Rick was probably my favorite in the episode. I love seeing his just his personality, his his will to win. Just, I mean, he even told off Cho, Rob, uh, Robbie Chosen, who oh, was yeah. just there. And he's like, man, I know what my hand can do. Which is like, he's just heated up. Like, he's going to get back out there no matter what. He's, he gets the fourth and one screen call. He's literally body catching the football yeah. because he can't move his hand. Like wild, that guy is the heart and soul of the Finns, and I think um he really—I think he's been pivotal for Tua's growth too. You know, as a leader, absolutely, and, and in being comfortable in his own in his own skin, you know, because Reek is just like—he literally had—he gets fined for doing the peace sign, and on his glove, he brands it with the peace sign, so he can no longer get fined, and he can still do his little peace sign, which is a—it's amazing, man. But
1: which the referee was the first one—he's like. No peace signs today. No peace signs. No No peace signs today. And he's like. I love that this. too.
0: I love that the refs talk up to the players saying like, hey, this is what we're keying in on. Make mm-hmm. sure you're set in your motions. And they do this with both teams. Make sure you're set in your motions because that's one of the things with the Dolphins. We got hammered. I think it was against the Eagles for our um, not being set in motion. Yeah. Right, or whatever. But whatever. Yeah. We'll get past that. Great first episode. Chris, thank you for joining me on this first episode coverage of hard knocks miami dolphins edition i can't promise that we're going to cover every hard knocks season this is just a particular one because it's it's our homegrown team it's got to do our team it felt necessary as jorge said it felt super necessary uh
1: thanks man for sure absolutely it was fun
0: yeah all right man you coming back for episode two hey if you have me i'll be here all right all right we'll do it let's book it all right, brother. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you listeners out there. It'll be a great week, hopefully, of food, lots of football. The Lions are up and coming, too. This is like the year of the tortured fan bases getting redemption. You got the Dolphins, the Lions, the Browns. I mean, it's, it's a big it's, fun year. It's a big it's a year. Fun year. And then you end the week with the Dolphins. Well, not really. You end the Thanksgiving bit with the Dolphins starting a new Black Friday tradition against the Jets at um, what's the name of at New York. MetLife. MetLife. Yeah. All right. I hope we can make Gary V. cry on Friday. Let's, Let's do get it. a W. Dubs, Fins up. Fins up. Thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or you're here just for the football coverage, I want to let you know we also cover other TV shows on this channel. In fact, this is kind of the anomaly, although I do love sports. I do love talking sports. We're covering two other shows streaming on Apple TV right now. We're doing Monarch Legacy of Monsters. It's off to a great start. Starring Kurt Russell, starring Wyatt Russell and several others who are incredible. Check that out. We're also doing For All Mankind season four, and we also dropped a season one through three recap of that if you want to tune into that. And if that's not your jam, just keep checking our channel. We've done an entire series coverage of Peaky Blinders. We did Last of Us season one, Foundation season one and two, and Invasion seasons one and two. So next time, Chris, thank you for joining me. Thank and you, brother. All of you who are listening, Dolphins Nation and everyone alike. Bends up. Bends up. Fans for the win. Again. And again.